welcome to day number two of our online race industry week. And as we're really excited about having you guys join us. So uh, Chris and Carter, hopefully uh, you guys have been had a really great Thanksgiving and you're ready to go back to work. Well, you know, those vacations are never long enough. Yeah, it turns out that way. What about you, uh, Carter? Yeah, no, we're, uh, you know, we had a, we had a great holiday up here, uh, you know, with everything just kind of being what it's, what it is right now. Um, it was just feel satisfying to be around, be around some people you love and, and, uh, have a little bit of time together. So we had a, we had a great time up here. It's starting to get a little bit cold up here, especially compared to what you're probably used to down there. Um, so we're starting to settle into the holidays and trying to try to make it as normal as possible. So guys, let's go ahead and kind of dive off into what we're going to be uh, kind of focusing in on. Uh, Intercomp, longtime company, you know, with uh, one of the best uh, wireless and, you know, scales and chassis setup type equipments out there today that so many people use, um, not only amateur racers, but professionals. And so what do you got going on right now, Chris, that, you know, that our listeners and everybody would uh, like to know about? We got like 176 folks right now, you know, seeing what's going on. So uh, as a uh, as a crew chief and, and a guy that just loves, you know, gadgets and information, take it away. Well, the uh, one of the new things that we have going on for this year is our wireless load stick. You guys can see it there. So um, it's really the first that we know of on the, in the industry. And um, it just makes the whole load stick using it, makes it a lot easier. Um, so, you know, racers are less concerned about uh, breaking cables and things like that. And it just makes it easier to be able to concentrate on trying to get the right measurements. So what you tell me, you, you have four of those that will read back to your box. Is that where, what we're, what we're saying right now? It's kind of like a remote. Correct. Yeah. Goes back it to your brain. A couple different sets. Um, we have single load sticks. Um, like you see in, uh, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the companies that have developed this technology, that's what they have out there. We also do sell our load sticks in a, a two-piece set and then a four-piece set as well. So it just allows you to get a little bit more adjustability on all four corners of the car. And it uh, gets you a little closer to um, get a better idea of where those forces are when your car is under load in the middle of the corner. So Carter, what have you got going on with your elite uh, shock program? What's uh, what's new for 2021? Well, you know, definitely uh, for 2021, we've been working really hard on on our shock dyno program. Uh, we've been around, uh, we've been in the shock dyno market with Intercomp as a company for uh, close to 20 years, actually. And so we're just constantly trying to work and develop and and then improve our software and our capabilities of a machine because really the uh, the market is just changing so much at all times and, and what the racers asked for five years ago is just it, it honestly uh jeff it's just it's a lot different than what sometimes they're asking for right now and that could be i mean and that's that's and we're talking ground pounders we're talking about the saturday night racers that are that are um have gotten a lot lot more shock for the in the uh, um, in the game, and like I said, you you've been around it certainly long enough to to know where shocks were, where they've been, and where they're going a little bit. And uh, 
and that the dinos are no different. We, we, we have to, we have to keep up with, with the needs of our needs of our customers. Well, with that being said, you know, let's try to, let's try to pretend right now that I know nothing about the importance of what we're looking at here, guys. Educate me on how you guys are, are married together and what, how you help one another and why this relationship is so important to the racer himself. So, you know, let's just say I'm a guy that's just really heavily ignorant on the what you, you're able to do, Chris. And when you guys get together, make me understand how you can make my race car or race truck better. So uh, one of the big things that we offer, we offer like a whole suite of, uh, of products, including air gauges, um, scale systems. That's what we're uh, kind of known for. Uh, shock dials and a bunch of other precision measurement equipment. Um, so the load stick is one example of, you know, kind of how we uh, progressed in the industry and how we try to uh, stay out front and really be a leader. Um, and I think Carter, you can talk a little bit about um, kind of how the load stick fits into a racer's program. Well, yeah, really the, uh, the load stick is just, it's an extension of what we've been doing for years here at Intercomp. Um, and what I mean by that is just, uh, once again, in, in the last, uh, say, five years, what, how the racer is going to baseline their car and, and what they're going to use for measurements and, uh, and weights, it's changing. It's forever changing um, where our, uh, we're not only scaling a car. We're still scaling cars, but we're not only scaling. And we want to actually figure out the load that is applied to the spring on the corner of the car. And that's what makes, that's what makes our, um, our line of load sticks really advantageous is you can have one or you can have, you can have up to four and you can put them on all four corners of the car and you can get that, that um, you can get that information that you're looking for. This is a, this is a new baseline that chassis builders and racers alike are, they're starting to look for within their, within their, um, within their programs. It's, uh, it used to just be uh, had scale numbers. You, you went off those scale numbers. Well, now we're trying to integrate something within those scale numbers because we can make those scale numbers uh, look a lot different and there can be completely different loads on each four corners of the car and still have the same scale numbers. So we need to integrate them together. And that's, that's basically what we're, what we're trying to do with, with all of our products. We're, you know, I always tell people, um, you know, like when, we, when we're at a, a trade show and, and whatnot, or I'm on the phone with them, we're a baseline company. Uh, you're, you're getting a baseline with our products. That, that is what, and you're getting an accurate baseline. And that, that's basically our job is, is to have different forms of, of weighing and measurement. Um, and when, when we talk about, and a lot of people ask once again, you know, if I'm completely ignorant on shock dynos, what, what is a shock dyno? Well, a shock dyno is, it's a motorized scale it, that it plots out how much force something is putting at a given speed. So it's still it's still scale, just using a little bit different way with a with a load stick. Does and, it present a problem, you know, with so many of the elite series basically either doing coil bind or you know bump stops? How much does that change your your philosophy when you're trying? Because I understand, and a lot of people probably are a little bit like me. It, it's taken me a little while to understand how important the loads are on each tire and how you can help. And you, you pointed it out. I mean, sometimes it's a simplistic deal is making an adjustment to the sway bar that helps to transfer that load, you know, from, from one tire to another or help assist the load 
on that tire because, oh, well, it's just a little bit, a little bit light. So we, we're crushing it up with the opposite, you know, front tire, you know, like I say, with the right side. But when you're doing this and you're working it through y'all's programs, um, how do you, how do you, what would be the approach there? Do, do we go with, with something you learn on the, on the shock dyno with, with the, with the valving or, you know, exactly what's going to be the best way to get that, that transfer, because I'm, I'm working from the idea of, of the NASCAR three series. We don't have no practice and what we do at the shop, what we bring to the racetrack has got to be close enough that we can tune it with air pressure and minor adjustments. You know, we don't have the ability to run back and say, well, let's get two front shocks and put on it and try this, or let's try the right rear and see if we can slow that transfer, you know, from coming over on the right rear so quickly and getting that spoiler out of there, for example. So how do you, how do you really kind of like come up with a, a way to educate or even work with it with engineers uh, to facilitate that, you know, most effectively? The, um, Basically, the way the way we try to work with it from the from the ground up in this situation, because everything moves so uh, fast, like you're like you've talked about that the setups, they, they change a lot. Um, they, they change a lot over over time and they they, they change yearly. Um, you know, it takes time for stuff to progress within them. But eventually you're doing uh, sometimes the exact opposite of what maybe you did 15 years ago, I would assume on some of your some of your setups and really. Where we where we start with uh, with the racer and with the teams and the engineers is we start with what what has worked and and we we take what has worked we try to get as much data off that as possible. Um, if I know I've got a combination um, and like you said with uh, with your program you got a combination that you know works good. We're always trying to improve, but we know it works. It, it's uh, you know it's uh, it's 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 a pretty solid setup you can roll into a track with. I'm going to get as much data on that as I can. I'm going to, I'm going to get my load numbers. I'm going to get my scale numbers. I'm going to get my shock, uh, my, um, my shock valvings or my shock numbers, my forces and the combination of it all. And I am going to, and I'm going to chart that and I'm going to have, I'm going to have all that information. And then from there, I'm going to work. And when we talk about really, when we're talking shock dynos, load numbers, scale numbers, a lot of what we're talking about now is, uh, is timing. It, it's, um, where you were saying, you know, we move into a, uh, a time where we're on bump stops where maybe, and honestly, as a shock builder myself, what I fight a lot with or, or what changes the game for me is uh, rules. You know, mm-hmm. um, maybe we were on a bump stop. I, I have multiple series that I work with where we were on a bump stop and they want it and they take the bump stop away, you know, because they, they see all the technology and everybody, uh, what everybody's doing there. And then, and then that just changes the game. Uh, when they make a tire change, any of that stuff, um, it really, it really changes up what I have to, um, what I have to do as a shock and a suspension, um, uh, assistant that, that, um, but if I need that baseline data to begin with, and then a lot of it's that timing where you say, okay, if I'm going to be on a bump stop, well, then obviously, as you know, we're going to soften up springs so we can get that timing so that we can, we can, uh, the car will naturally take a set and, and, and whether it's in, you know, I'm, I'm very heavily focused in, in our business and in our, and in, in my side of intercomp with the circle track aspect of, um, of racing. And, and it doesn't matter if it's pavement or dirt, we're, we're, you know, those cars are taking a set and we're trying to control a set. We're trying to control how long it's there. And all three of those, uh, the, the combination of those three are what we work from, but from, you know, off the get go, we try to, uh, it's about baseline it to begin with. 
Okay. Before we go any further, I want to make sure that uh, we're up to 186 participants right now. And Jim Winnie sent in the question a moment ago, and he wanted to understand better the load numbers. How do they differentiate from scale scale numbers? Um, you might want to go ahead and address that. And I've got a follow-up question about what you were discussing a moment ago. So fire away. Right. Okay. So your load numbers, when you, when you look at a, a load number and a, a scale number, the, the scale number is going to be what is physically out at the tire with the weight, with the mass of the, the car on it. Okay. If you think about it, if I, um, when we, when we use our load sticks, so when I think about this, when I'm taking this load stick, um, I'm going to take, and I'm going to put that on there. I'm going to tether it together on the car. So ideally what we do is we're going to, once we get our car scaled and then, and what we would traditionally call our ride heights, a lot of them are, we're going to refer to as our center to centers on, on, um, on a coilover car, or even on a non coilover, wherever the shocks mounted, we're going to get that. We're going to mount this in there and you actually are going to take the car and that corner of it. You want that tire to come up off the ground. You're going to have the tire come up off the ground and you are going to just measure simply how much force that spring is pushing down and trying to Hey guys, I, I hate to interrupt you here right quick, but whatever you got going on, we're not hearing you. Oh, oh. okay. Can you hear? Yeah, I hear you, you good hear enough. Now? When you either you're leaning forward or something, there's something going on there with your, okay. with your, maybe I'll, maybe I'll your microphone. I don't, I don't want to lose it because you would look like yeah. you were getting ready to get to the sweet spot to explain what's yeah. going on here. All right. Can you hear me now, Jeff? Oh yeah. Loud and clear now. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and this is, Basically, we call this a load cell, and it is going to, it's going to be a tension or compression load cell where it is going to give us a reading. And when we have this on our, when we have this center to center or bolt to bolt on there, and we got, a, we got our, our shock bolts through there, it is going to, when we lift that tire up off the ground or we lift on the, uh, you know, the frame of the vehicle, it is going to try to pull this apart. That spring is pushing down. That's telling me how much force that spring is pushing down against the tire, in essence, to physically hold the vehicle up at what we would traditionally call our ride heights. But it, um, but also that'll be different if, and because if you think about it, if I have a really, if I have a stiff spring to get um, the same loads, I will have, I don't have to have near as much preload on it as I would on a soccer spring to get the car to the same height. So this tells me exactly, instead of correlating across all four corners of the car, what that is going to be doing specifically, um, it kind of, it, it, it isolates it and it lets me know, okay, if I want the right front um, to, if I want to stiffen up the right front, I can put more load in it with the same spring and it'll give me an, an exact measurement where on, the, on my scale numbers, it might show me, uh, it'll show me a different number. It'll show me a different number. So we try to take both of them and we, we work, work together with them. So I hope that answered the question. Well, I think we got another kind of follow-up question about that. And that was uh, Michael Cannon just asked a second ago. And uh, Jim said, thanks uh, for answering his question. Uh, but he was asking about the type of, uh, you know, cell that is. Is it an S-load cell or is it another, you know, type of uh, brain right there? Yep, that's going to be an S. That's an S-beam load cell. So kind of look up. Okay. Again, you're leaning too far forward. I'm losing you. I'm 
right. I don't have very long arms, Jeff. I apologize. <laughs> hey, so, we can see it. We can see it. You really can see well. it from there. All right. So, um, the uh, it, it's gonna. This is gonna be an S beam load cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is gonna be the highest quality we can put on here. So, very good. Again, um, Chris, with with you guys working together and you know trying to t- come up with these solutions and to. I think probably what way I'm looking at this here is this package. Can you give us a little information on this type of load cell and the way your, your load stick works and what the cost is as far as a, uh, the, I know the professional guys cost is no object. If they see something, they think it makes it better. But as far as the amateur guy, the local dirt racer, what, where would that give these guys an advantage and give them, obviously a lot of them don't have, you know, pull down rigs like some of the bigger operations, where can they work this in and how can they make it, you know, best suit their application? Well, I think that, uh, you know, like Carter was saying, this kind of a uh, integral tool to uh, be able to make your car handle, uh, especially on a noble track. So it's, Carter, you can kind of um, tell me if this is correct or not. It's kind of becoming one of those things that you really need at the racetrack in order to integrate that um, information with your scale uh, numbers to actually get a real picture of what your car is doing. So it's just becoming so important to do that in order to be competitive. Right. And, and the comparison uh, that you brought up, Jeff, with the pull-down rigs, it, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a cheap simulation mm-hmm. uh, with, with our, and because what it, instead of just offering just a static reading as far as, you know, one length or some, um, something similar, can take this and we can lengthen this out lengthen it out and we can put on and we can actually then compress it down pull we can pull that suspension down in tension we can we can pull it down you know two three inches depending what we're looking at from our track data that's gonna uh, give us those numbers and we can see how much load i have at right you know i, I always i still refer to it as ride height um what i have at ride height and then what i have in simulation of it being say on a dirt car tucked down on the right front um, or, and, and in, in cases also where you're going to see with the, uh, the rest of the sticks, we have longer sticks in there also where we can simulate what it's doing when it's up, up in the air in the, on the left rear, when we're um, how much load we have in that. And it really is, it is a way to simulate for the local racer uh, in essence, dynamic movement in the car, some sort of dynamic weight movement in in the car and, and see what it's doing on that right front. How much load does it have? And, um, or on a, and in the case of uh, pavement, uh, you know, very heavily on the left front and the right front, essentially. And, and how much load do I have when it's actually in race condition, when it's, you know, theoretically when I'm, um, when I'm on the track in competition, what are the loads I'm seeing there? Cause that is something without a pull down rig, I can't see on scales. And uh, just to touch on another important thing uh, that Carter kind of started to talk about, um, as far as the load sticks themselves go, um, those are 3,000 pound um, industrial strength uh, load cells on there. So this stuff is built to last. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's really something that uh, is worth uh, investing in to get the highest quality equipment that you can out there so that it lasts as long as it possibly can. Um, just to try to maximize budgets. And, um, you know, uh, racers are always trying to get the most out of uh, every dollar they spend. So this is really just an effective way to maximize that ratio of 
dollars spent to uh, performance. Uh, one of the other things that Carter did touch on as well is that uh, the bodies of those uh, load sticks, we actually sell three different sizes. We have a uh, short, which you can see in Carter's hand there. And then we have a medium, which is a, which is a little bit longer. And then we do have a long shock body or a long, excuse me, load stick body that um, will lengthen that out so that even, um, you know, when you're talking about like dirt car racing, it's gonna be the, um, the left rear that's gonna have the most, um, you know, it's gonna be the longest distance between your shock mounting points. to Be able to uh, put that load stick on there and just get a uh, accurate measurement of what kind of forces you're looking at. One other thing, Jeff, if we had a second, I just wanted to touch on, yeah. Um, kind of the evolution of, of racing setups over the last couple of decades really is, um, is where, where these products have been derived from. Um, really, when you sit and look at it, I'm just kind of trying, trying to talk to the participants. When you look at 15 years ago with your cars, um, typically if you, if, you had a, if you worked with a chassis builder, you got a setup sheet and it came with ride heights and it came with scale numbers. Um, and then, you know, your tire pressures and your other baseline uh, measurements for the, for the car, where, where you set, where you set lead, where you set trail and, and all that. Um, now you're getting, now, uh, chassis builders are sending the, the setup sheets. They'll have zero point numbers on their shocks. They will have load numbers for, for all four corners of the vehicle. And that is really what's, what's, um, that's, what's important is, is to, to remain on that baseline with, with your chassis builder and with, with your engineers and whoever you're working with, um, that's really where, that's really where it's gone here in the last few years is, is, um, we kind of know in this industry with, uh, when it's really important, when it, what's really important is when the, the sheets that the, that the racers are getting from their chassis builders and whatnot, that we have the equipment that you need to, to test. Those. Okay. Guys, real quick. We got a couple of minutes left here and I had one question. It was asking about, the readout from the load stick, where do you get that and where, how does that show up? I guess on your, on your, on your scale brain or anything like that. So they can understand like, you know, is it going to a computer or does it still use the same basic brain? So that's actually a really good question. Um, we have our uh, wireless indicator here that uh, will be talking to that load stick. Um, the nice thing about the wireless indicators is uh, recently uh, we did add a Bluetooth feature that allows these indicators to uh, be able to talk to your cell phone and our mobile app on there. Um, so you're able to kind of save your data on your phone, be able to share it with, uh, you know, uh, folks that are on your team. Um, and then also your chassis builder, kind of like what, uh, what you were talking about, Carter, being able to get as much information from those that are kind of helping you out when you're at the racetrack as you can, just to try to maximize performance. So really what, what our goal is, is to, you know, make it easy for the racer to be able to get the best information they can and then be able to store that information as well to be able to go back to, um, you know, particular uh, setups and uh, ride height configurations to be able to make sure that the next time you go to a track, you start right at the same point that you were close to it, and then you build your performance from there. Well, guys, real quick, I say we got about another minute here, but Otis Bailey was asking that question. He said, to let you know, thank you very much for that. I think we got a lot of 
Thank you. Uh, participants right now they're probably about as intrigued as I am about how this works and how and, and don't ever use that word cheap around me because to me and you know it's what, what I call smart racing when you do something like what you're doing uh, and stuff you came up with it's it's not cheap you guys have put a lot of uh, man you know man hours as well as brain power into it to try to come up with something that the everyday guy can afford because if we know and understand one thing about racing, it ain't cheap. I don't care what level it is from, from hobby stock all the way up to the, to the big boys in NASCAR. Uh, it, if you want to go fast uh, or Banjo Matthews, you, Banjo Matthews used to tell me this is where money buys speed. And right now here today at Intercomp and Elite Shocks, you guys have got a great program going on. One real quick question. All I got to do is either go back into Epartrate. They can find you uh, on the platforms available there. Or I guess I can, you know, call you and and, and get, go directly to to the source right there if I need more information, right? Yeah, all our contact information is up there. Um, the uh, the nice thing about uh, these load sticks is that they're uh, they're very affordable. Um, like I said, we have them in uh, the uh, one single piece, uh, one piece with an indicator, and then we have them in a two piece system as well as a four piece system. And uh, we also do sell them without the indicators to be able to kind of build up to that. Um, so you, in all in all, you're looking at a uh, ballpark of investment, uh, just you know, for a four-piece system per se, uh, to be able to do all four corners. Uh, you're looking at uh, somewhere in the ballpark of about uh, 2,000 to 2,500 bucks um, to be able to get that accurate measurement. Uh, so being able to integrate that information, Jeff, like you were saying, um, you know, information is uh, king when it comes to racing. Just being able to roll out that trailer fast is going to help you out um, wherever you happen to go. Well, guys, like I say, thank you for joining us here. And it's great to get an opportunity to, to kind of pick your brains a little bit. Great session right there. And good luck with the uh, 2021 year uh, race year. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thank I really, you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Carter. Intercomp, a brilliant company, and uh, thank you, Aaron. I know you're watching us right now, uh, and so uh, we uh, we're a big fan of Intercomp. Uh, you know, this I mean, the, you know, the guy's a perfect example of taking advantage of the technologies available in today's world. I remember the days where you know Intercomp was making scales and you would put the car on. That was pretty much it. And now it's just like so much more sophisticated with the apps on your phone. I mean, it's just like. When we're talking in the introduction earlier this morning, we're saying like with our platform, we're bringing the industry into the 21st century, taking advantage of all the technologies available in today's world and you're the perfect example. So thank you. Thank you everyone for watching us. Interested in Intercom, go on ePortrait.com, click through the search supplier, through the search product. Their product is right there within one click. I want more information with a, a click within the company profile. You can ask questions. Terrific company, terrific people. Thank you, guys. Registering on ePartrade is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. 
We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use ePartrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now, and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry-only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePartrade.